Welcome to the Relatable Luxury Podcast, the show where we dive deep into the world of entrepreneurship, building legacy, and family. I'm your host, Oneida Cruz, and today I'm going to explore a topic that's often overlooked but critically important, the mental health challenges faced by entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship can be an exhilarating journey, but it's not without its hardships. Let's start by shedding light on some of the most common mental health challenges that we face as entrepreneurs. Due to the highly demanding, high pressure nature of our work, there are a lot of challenges that we face, more so than I think any other industry. Number one on the list is stress and anxiety. The constant pressure to succeed, financial uncertainties, and the responsibility of the critical decisions falling only on you as the CEO or founder can lead to high levels of stress and anxiety. For me, each weekend, starting about Friday, when I start to deliver, I can't sleep. Like I really don't sleep for the 72 hours of the weekend because I am filled with anxiety to make sure that all of my events go off without a hitch. Of course, that's not healthy. And what that leads into is number two, burnout. Entrepreneurs often work long hours, neglect self-care and personal time, which can result in burnout, which is pretty much characterized by emotional exhaustion and just reduced effectiveness. And when I say reduced effectiveness, that won't typically translate to the business, but in other aspects of your life, like your personal life, your family life, things won't be as efficient. You may have a messy house. You may have kids that, you know, you don't necessarily know what their schedules are. So you're short with them. You're fussy. That effectiveness or efficiency does not translate to the personal life. But for your business, yeah, you got it under control. The third thing on my list is something that I definitely have experienced is this idea of isolation. So entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, particularly if you are a first generation entrepreneur and no one in your immediate circle has any idea what it means to run their own business. So entrepreneurs may feel isolated from their friends and family, and it feels like you're the only one or you really don't have uh, a shoulder to lean on because people will just tell you, oh, go get a job. You know, that's the answer to all of your solutions. So there's a disconnection. The next thing is financial worries. Financial instability, especially in the early stages of your business, can be a significant source of anxiety and impact your ability to function, you know, have a healthy mental health. Number five is imposter syndrome. Many entrepreneurs struggle with imposter syndrome. It's the idea of doubting your abilities and fearing that you will be exposed as a fraud despite your accomplishments. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, I did a live with my sister where we spoke about this and the ramifications of, of having this, this imposter syndrome and how detrimental it is to your self-esteem as a business owner. Number six is decision fatigue. So I like to call myself the CEO, which is the chief of everything. And as an entrepreneur, you face multiple, multiple decisions daily. You are, the buck stops with you which can lead to decision fatigue, making it a challenge to focus and make sound judgment. 
Number seven is a lack of work-life balance. Now, when I was working my nine to five, this was so pervasive for me. Like I had a hard time switching off being a business mode to being a mommy, to being a wife, to being an employee. So the boundary between work and personal life often gets blurred for entrepreneurs, making it a challenge to disconnect and relax. That was definitely something that I faced on a, on a daily basis. Number eight is fear of failure. So the fear of failure can be paralyzing and lead to self-doubt and anxiety about your future. Number nine is rejection and criticism. So facing rejection from investors, from customers, or even partners, and dealing with criticism can take a toll on your mental health and well-being. Number 10 is pressure to perform. So back to what I was talking about, the, about the anxiety that I face every Friday for my weekends, that pressure to perform is so heavy. It's like a weight around your neck. So entrepreneurs may feel this pressure to continually perform at high levels, which can be mentally exhausting. Number 11 is uncertainty. The unpredictable nature of entrepreneurship can lead to uncertainty about your future, which can be emotionally taxing. So this one through 11 are just some of the overarching mental health issues that entrepreneurs are faced with as they navigate being the best for their customers and making a profit. It's important to recognize that these challenges aren't unique to entrepreneurs, but they can be intensified due to the responsibilities and the risk associated with running a business. Seeking support, practicing self-care, and implementing coping strategies are all essential in maintaining good mental health while being an entrepreneur. So let's talk about some of these coping mechanism strategies. Often hear the adage that you're only as good as your last event, but I truly believe you're only as good as the sleep you get before you have an event or your mental health. If you are not in a good space mentally, then you will have a, a hard go at being the best entrepreneur that you can be. So having these coping mechanisms to help you be successful is paramount to the success of your business. So let's dive deep into the very obvious one is to seek professional help. So consulting a mental health professional, such as a therapist or a counselor that is well-versed in the challenges that entrepreneurs face can provide valuable support and guidance in managing stress and anxiety. A big thing that I do is practicing mindfulness and meditation. Now, I wake up every morning the same way. I have the same morning routine, no matter if I have an event or not. And I spend the first 45 to sometimes an hour, depending on my day, just sitting and being still and meditating. So incorporating mindfulness and meditation practices it helps me reduce stress, improve my focus, and just enhance my overall well-being. I have affirmations that I recite during this, this mindfulness and meditation practice, and they are in my bathroom at home. They are also posted on my bulletin board at my warehouse. With the nature of my business, I am super active, so I exercise regularly. Physical activity has been 
a great source of stress relief for me. And of course, we know that it releases endorphins, which are a natural mood lifter. So regularly exercising can reduce stress and anxiety and improve mental clarity. So as you're sitting doing the 100 squats a day or the the leg lifts, you are able to basically clear your mind and work through whatever issues you have while increasing your health. Establishing work-life balances or boundaries, I should say, is the next on our list. So you want to be able to set clear boundaries between work and personal life. Dedicate specific times for work and relaxation and avoid working long hours. Now, we all know that that's sometimes unavoidable, especially during busy seasons. But when you're not physically working in the business, like say if you have like an admin day where you're at home, it must be well established that you work for whatever posted hours you have. So if you're saying you're going to work from 9 to 12 on Monday through Wednesday, then that is what you work. And anyone who calls you after that at 12.05, you just don't respond because your hours are your hours. And anyone who calls outside of that window will just have to wait until the next business day. So having clear boundaries and specific times helps so much for your mental clarity. Number five is delegate and outsource. So this is something that I'm still working on because, again, I want to be the chief of everything. But don't try to do everything yourself. Delegate tasks or outsource activities that can be handled by others. Always allow other people to do jobs that are just not so much beneath you. But if you can pay somebody $10 or $15 an hour to do a task, let them do that. Allow others to do the work that you just don't want to do because you are growing your business and they can't necessarily grow your business, but they can definitely work it. So when you're actually working your business and growing your business, it's definitely a recipe for disaster. So allow other people to work what you can give them. And it allows you to focus on the critical aspects of your business, like the marketing, like the branding, like the networking. So in line with the idea of networking, it's building a support network of like-minded entrepreneurs that are, can that, they can identify with the struggles that you face and you're able to have someone to chat with and, you know, work through whatever challenges you have. They can be a sounding board, a a listening ear. So connect with other entrepreneurs or join a support group where you can share experiences, receive advice, and other mental support. That is sometimes a space where entrepreneurs don't necessarily want to dive deep in because it's a trust factor. Like You have to create a support network of people you trust. And once you have that, then it's invaluable. Number seven is practice time management. So you want to be able to use time management techniques to prioritize tasks and avoid being overwhelmed. So tools like time blocking, to-do lists can be beneficial. I actually still keep a physical agenda where I make lists all day, every day of tasks that I need to complete and As I check them off, I feel like I've accomplished something because I'm seeing my to-do list dwindle. So for me, writing down the things that I need to do or the things that I need to delegate 
makes me feel accomplished and it puts that burden of being stressed and, and having anxiety way down. Every quarter, I take a trip. So number eight on the list is take breaks. I use these, these breaks to basically have a pause in the, the day-to-day grind. It's to repurpose, reconfigure, pivot if it's needed. And truly just to be still and being a space where I don't have to be on 24-7 or the chief of everything. So regular breaks, even short ones, can refresh your mind and reduce stress. So incorporate short breaks into your workday to recharge. And not just your workday, but also in your, if it's a quarterly break, if it's a yearly break, definitely plan for those. Number nine is staying organized. So keep your workspace organized and maintain a clear plan for your business. This can reduce reduce feelings of chaos and anxiety. Now, I will say this. I can tell the level of stress I'm under by this condition of my handbag and the condition of my desk. Now, if those two areas are crazy, like if I have, if you look at my handbag and there are receipts everywhere, there's uh, tissue, there's... Uh, containers for like wipes, all types of craziness, then you know I'm stressed. Same for my desk. If my desk is not neat and organized and it's just papers everywhere, it's chaotic, then my level of anxiety is more than likely through the roof. Number 10 is something that I have worked very well at cultivating and this idea of learn to say no. So no is a complete sentence. It's important to set limits on your commitments and not to overextend yourself. Politely decline additional responsibilities or projects when necessary, particularly if people are not trying to compensate you monetarily. Give yourself grace by practicing self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Acknowledge your accomplishments and avoid self-criticism and unrealistic expectations. When you are an entrepreneur and you have almost like the world's weight on your shoulders. It's very easy to be unkind to yourself. It's very easy to slip into this negative self-talk. So you want to continue with those affirmations, continue with giving yourself grace under stressful conditions. Never neglect the time for hobbies and interests. So you want to be able to dedicate time to your hobbies and interests outside of your work to help you relax and just to enjoy life beyond being an entrepreneur. Number 13 is something that I do and it annoys people. It's this idea of limit information overload. So in this digital space that we're in, this digital age, information overload can contribute to stress. So you want to be able to set boundaries on your media consumption and notifications. So what that looks like for me is, with my Petite Seats page, I really don't follow a lot of people. Like I would say this past week, I started to follow more people because as business slows down in the winter, I have the time to look and you know get inspired by other folk. But during my busy season, I literally unfollow a lot of people, even people I do business with regularly because that overload and being highly overstimulated by all of this like information coming in and other people's ideas and things really puts a damper on my creativity and just it's it's a lot 
So it definitely aids in my stress. So I unfollow a lot of people during my busy season just because I want to be able to get inspiration and be creative, but not be highly or overly stimulated. Hope that made sense. Number 14 is create or celebrate small wins. The other day, I hadn't slept in like two days. I was coming from the Hamptons um, from a long three-day weekend there. And it's like 2.30 in the morning and I'm contemplating going home or spending the night in the warehouse. And I, I just started to walk the, the aisles of my warehouse. And I said to myself, I'm like, damn, this is really all me. Like I really created something from 20 chairs to this. And I'm walking down the aisles with the lights off, mind you. And I'm looking like I really like I really created something, something from scratch. So you always have to give yourself grace and just celebrate the small wins, like recognize and celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how small. This idea of positive reinforcement definitely boosts your self-esteem and your motivation to continue. Something that I did this year is I considered a business mentor. So a mentor can provide guidance, share experiences, and offer emotional support during challenging times. Now, this business mentor is someone who has lived the journey and possibly sold the business or is at a level of success that you aspire to. And this person is someone who was willing to sit and spend the time to cultivate the relationship with you, to give you the added bonus of having someone who's done it and done it big. Number 16 is regularly review and adjust goals. Now, this is something I do quarterly. Um, Continuously assessing your business goals and making necessary adjustments is pivotal to your business growth and your motivation, truly. When you set actionable, small, smart goals, quarterly, monthly, weekly, however it is, and you accomplish them, it helps with your motivation. This flexibility to reduce stress um, related to rigid expectations is something that you definitely have to manage. So when you chunk things and make them smaller to smaller, smaller, actionable goals, you feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're able to reach these bigger benchmarks faster. At the end of the day, you just have to remember that these coping strategies are not one size fits all. And it's essential that you find what works best for you. So combining several of these strategies or seeking professional help when you need it can be a comprehensive approach to managing your mental health when navigating this crazy, twisty, turny road of being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship can be a roller coaster ride, and it's critical to recognize and address the mental health challenges that come with it. I hope that today's episode shed some light on these issues and provided valuable coping strategies for you guys. Remember, you're not alone in this journey, and seeking help is a sign of strength. You or someone you know is struggling with mental health, definitely seek professional assistance or If you don't want to necessarily seek professional assistance, reach out to your network because I'm almost certain that whatever you're experiencing, someone else can identify and help you to 
get on the other side of it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Relatable Luxury Podcast. Stay tuned for more insights about being an entrepreneur and the challenges and everyday struggles that we face. Until next time, take care of yourself and your business. Thanks so much for tuning in.